Hello, 90 Day Soireeers. Welcome to 90 Day Soiree, the world's only mid-brow 90 day podcast. My name is Todd. I am joined by the intrepid producer, Brandon. Hello. Brandon is five foot two. Paula, please introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paula. Paula. I'm five foot one. Five foot one. And then Kristen. <laughs> Hello. How tall are you? <laughs> I am actually the world's tallest man, clocking in at 10 feet, 7 inches. That's right. Amazing. And all of you had a very different picture of this person in your head, and shame on you. Again, my name is Todd. <laughs> I'm just an even 6-1, run-of-the-mill Joe. <laughs> Let's get started. We're here to talk about... 90 day fiance happily ever after and is that Question a segue mark? is this a, is that a segue into uh, a a commercial from our sponsor the world's oh, yes, smallest woman yes we have a sponsor the world's smallest woman <laughs> Kristen, please please elaborate uh, the world's smallest woman is a new series on our favorite network TLC uh, it is about the world's smallest woman who, uh, Paula, tell us more about who she is. <laughs> um, she's, she's tiny, but she's spicy. <laughs> she- <laughs> she's, she's like a ghost pepper. <laughs> yes, exactly. And she is mega horny. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you catch the world's smallest woman this season on TLC. Is this really a new show they're doing? Yes, you haven't seen the ads. Well, no. The, the show is like a collection of people who are exceptional in some way, and one of the people is the world's smallest woman. Got it. She's very small. No, it's like, an think entire of how series. Small... It's a whole series about her. Wait, for real? I think it I think it's a series that follows like four different people who are exceptional, and she's one of them. Oh. There's no way to know. It's impossible to find out until it airs. And then, <laughs> and then we'll and then we'll see who's right. And then we'll be switching the topic of this podcast to the world's yes. smallest woman. That's right. It'll be the smallest soiree. Anybody else watch Doctor Pimple Popper? I think that's that's Ugh. a keeper. Um, I watched I it when it was a YouTube series, so <laughs> I am way ahead You're of all OG. of you. <laughs> By the way, has the Darcy show started yet? I don't know. Oh, you mean the sh- it, I, I, this show is called The Show That Should Have Been Called Silver Lining. Yes. Yes. Darcy and Stacy. Yeah, I think it started, it. but I I we didn't No, August 16th. Oh, oh okay. I'll be okay. ready. Yeah. Can't but wait these for all the passive are just aggressiveness. So, like, well, I mean, okay, the family Chantel might just they're just not very compelling and just really annoying. And Paula, I got it. Yeah. Okay. I don't even need to know the name of Mother Chantel. It's not important. But her weird insistence on peppering everything with Spanish. What's going on there? Is it because her husband is Latin or? Is he? I guess he is. I don't I assume. I assume that there's there has to be something there that would make her feel it's okay to just randomly throw. Maybe she's Spanish trying to words. be like, oh, look, I'm cool. I speak Spanish. I don't. 
But it's always stuff like... I find them very annoying, kind of racist. This is no bueno. It's always that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't like her. mm -hmm. Did you guys see that, I guess, they brought them in for Pillow Talk? And we don't watch Pillow Talk, but there was talk about this on the Facebook groups that they they took out Tim and What's-Her-Face and brought in... No, it's not Tim. No, that Tim. Who's the guy that went? Tim, who to... went to Columbia, and he yes. clearly is still in a relationship. Was still in love with, with his, his ex. ex. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That guy, that guy. And he he wore they the, the gold out. things under his eyes, and he's always yes. massaging feet. Or I don't know. He's just he's one of those guys. Yeah, him. They took them out, and they brought in family Chantal, and that they sucked. That it was very boring. They're just they're just there. Just there. There was like one fight, and that was interesting. And then everything That's else it. is just yeah. It's just been sad. And also that dinner where they got in a fight, you know. And he's like, "Why you say?" And he stands up and he smacks the the, the IKEA the boom light fixture. You mean the yeah. fight oh. we got to see like forty five times because <laughs> oh, they of their that entire up. story? Yeah, like yeah. Everybody kind of like overlooked the spread. It was basically like steamed vegetables in aluminum trays. And it, I, I always thought it was a little bit of a middle finger to um, Pedro because they're like, we're going we're gonna to have this great dinner, everybody. And then they just sort of like crack open, you know, unseasoned broccoli. Ew. More of a middle finger than the uh, chicken feet. Yeah, chicken feet. <laughs> oh, the chicken feet. That was bad. Do you remember they all go to, where is he from? He's from uh, uh, Dominican, Dominican Republic, yeah. right? Oh, the DR. They all go to the DR and the they serve family chantal chicken feet. But that's like a, I mean, that's a local thing, right? I mean, I don't know. That's I don't think that's like an insult food. I the, think the it's mom, the same the way that Chantel. pig feet are a local thing in America. You know, like you can find somebody that's going to eat it, but I think a lot of people are still going to just. You know, There's not a lot of meat eyes. in there. In pig feet? Yeah, what no, do you... Chicken feet, out of all the parts of the chicken, like... I think it's just yeah, a way a... to... It's a way to intimidate. Yeah, I think it was a fuck you. You're like, oh, you're gonna, you're not gonna eat chicken feet? Well, crunch, crunch, crunch over here, baby. <laughs> I feel like the same way about the baby corn it. that you get at, at <laughs> Chinese restaurants. Like, that's really annoying to eat, like... You know, you have to I don't just like baby nibble. Corn. But you can eat the entire nibbles. corn with the baby corn. Like you I, can eat the core. You you could, it's but it's soft. not it's not funny to eat the whole. You have to eat it like <laughs> actual <laughs> corn on the cob. Although, like, I assume it's not actually corn. I hate when people eat food in a manner that's not funny. <laughs> it's a pet peeve of mine. Why All go to a restaurant if eaten. you're not there to entertain everybody else with odd ways in which you eat? Mm-hmm. Right? So is this is this a good transition then into the first couple, Debbie and Colt? Oh, but first we have to intro. Let's do that. But but well, what about our IMDb intro? We have oh. to IMDb intro the episode. Okay, let's do it. Forgot. Let's do it. Uh, Colt is caught red-handed. Sparks Ooh. fly between Elizabeth's family and Andre. Larissa and Eric spiral into chaos. Kalani and Asuelu endure a travel day from hell. Mm-hmm. Angela finally comes clean to Michael, and Sinjin is overjoyed to escape America. Oh, yeah. Hey, Understatement. Spoiler alert. He ain't coming back. I know. Yep. Like... She's making that return flight alone. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry yeah. to spoil it for everybody, but uh, you should be able to see that from a mile away. Yep. 
Let's just make a bet. Let's make a bet. I, I agree. Well, I then how are we going to bet if you agree with it? You don't know the concept of betting? <laughs> Maybe Todd and Kristen don't agree. I don't know. No, I, well, okay. I let's, uh, let's talk about that when we get to we'll that get, couple. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get we'll there. Get, we'll, we'll get there. Get Kristen, there. Colt and Larissa. I was actually talking about the couple uh, Colt and Debbie. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say she. The cool thing about her was she was down to try any of the food, and that the family offered at dinner. Right? Yeah, she was totally cool with that. Yes, I give her major kudos for that. Yeah, we start with them. They're going to say goodbye to Jess's family because they're going to Sao Paulo, and I guess it's a Brazilian tradition to give gifts to the guests which is nice i like that i want to adopt that tradition and they give debbie some flip-flops yeah. <laughs> come to think of it we had uh when todd and i used to do airbnb we had some people from brazil stay with us as one of we our did. first guests and they brought the did most they give you flip-flops they did not <laughs> but gift? it was like they brought incredibly thoughtful amazing gifts to us really yeah. there was a yeah. bottle of uh cachaça which is their did you guys know them or they were just a airbnb guests they were they paying us oh, that's they were nice. customers yeah. Yeah, yeah they came wow. in and they were like oh let us give you all of your gifts and we were like what <laughs> this is yeah. totally so unnecessary. You, you guys used to do the same thing we did you just airbnb an extra room in the house yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh wow i had no idea we did that for like a year oh. It was mostly a Did good you ever experience. have a... I feel like we should share stories about that. <laughs> oh, we have a lot of stories. <laughs> Were you ever like... woken up in the middle of the night by loud sex noises no. by a man? Oh, okay. Well, we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, he broke that woman. Yes. I could hear the spanking <laughs> at 3 a.m. It was awful. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> that was part of their whole deal though like they it, they know what's up been, yeah yeah that was definitely oh, okay part of their so deal. i'll I, let me i'll get into it here <laughs> we'll, we'll so yes it actually was part of their deal because this guy was newly separated i guess getting a divorce from his wife and he was like hey can my girlfriend come over should have said mistress because that's you know what she was and I, I don't know, I was caught off guard and it's like, he's renting the room, paying for it. So I said, sure. So they had sex the way a married person and a mistress would. It was very loud and I did my best to hide it from Paula and I hid it from her on the first night. <laughs> How did you hide it? Like she woke up and she was like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. The TV. I, it was something on the TV. And she, Paula's like, okay. And then she goes back to bed. Sorry, Paula. That was just me. It's just a thing I do now. <laughs> <laughs> but the next night there was no there was no stopping them. They were just so loud and like it, They were so loud and it went on for like 2 hours straight. I was just like, "What the fuck? Like that's not normal." And I'm like, "Brandon, go knock on the door." Brandon's like, "No." <laughs> no, you don't do that. Yeah, he wrecked her. <laughs> Oh my God! What did your review look like for them, and what did theirs look like for you? I just said, "Well, well, I don't know." He paid quickly, (laughs) and they didn't review us. I was so annoyed. Wow, how selfish! Then the next day, the next day, I'm getting coffee in the kitchen, and he comes down, and he's like making small talk and like staring at me, just kind of like very smuggish, and I'm like, "You motherfucker." What? Don't talk to me. Get out of my face. It was weird. Incredible. Wow. (laughs) 
anyways, Colt and Debbie <laughs> and Jess. Um, so yeah, we see them. They're meeting with Jess's family one last time before they leave. And Colt takes Jess's dad to the side to ask him something. And I guess he asks him for her hand. And the dad very quickly says yes. Very quickly. Like, after one dinner. I thought that was fast. Well, I see they met before. Did, wasn't there a thing about how he had already been to Brazil and met her and the parents? This wasn't the first time they met, right? Or was it? I thought the dinner we saw was the first time. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought this was the first time they that he met the father. Oh, wow. Yeah, because he had a lot of questions for Colt. And seemed oh, like yeah, it. that's right. Yeah. Yep. I guess he made a really good impression. It's funny because... Jess made such a big deal about her dad needs to like cold. If not, they can't have a relationship. And it was one dinner. He passed the test. You can have her by doing it right in front of De- like it's so conspicuous. <laughs> How are you going to keep it from her? It's, it's insane. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Debbie's just watching them. Yeah. And of course, like, like hawk, like Jesse's and oh boy. And you see like Debbie doing all of like the calculations in her head. Yeah. And like, you know, she figures yep. it out. You think she should be like a detective? You think her and uh, Andres could uh, be formed? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they go around solving crimes. That's a good odd couple uh. true crime series right there. I'd yeah, or like a fun buddy cop movie. Yeah, where Andre just sits on the couch all day and Debbie does all the work and then Andre gets the credit somehow. Well, he can hang up all of the uh, TVs. He can mount them all. <laughs> <laughs> the, the TVs that they'll need to review their uh, security yeah, and surveillance like, footage. Uh, Andre, Andre, I, I was up all night. Uh, I was videotaping the front door and you won't believe what I saw. And then Andre's like, okay, hold on. I need to hang the TV so we can watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's frustrating. Why doesn't he bring up the TV hanging when he's getting, like, you know, Grilled. accosted I by hang the rest so of the many family? TVs. Like, have I've no hung... <laughs> 7,000 televisions in our home. I'm very busy working. <laughs> he will never live that B-roll down. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. Oh, my God. Oh, we. This is a really great Debbie episode. Yeah. I want to really put that out there. Like, this is... We get a really great look at how unhealthy <laughs> her lifestyle is living with her son. Uh-huh. And I think it's like at no point is it more apparent that she needs to move out and make new friends and a new life. She needs a boyfriend. She needs or a girlfriend, boyfriend. whatever she's into. Whatever. Because like she schemes, like she comes up with this whole plan to video chat with the best friend. Vanessa. Vanessa, Colt's best friend, who he's slept with once, told national television, I don't know why. And she knows this is such a sore spot uh-huh. for Jess. Oh, you guys are going out tonight? That's interesting. Hey, you know, Vanessa just uh, sent me a message and the, the cats are doing great. Hmm. Do you know what this is? Do you do you realize what this plot is? It's like a plot point from a romantic comedy because that's what it feels it's like. It's the parent trap. Is it? It's like a reverse <laughs> parent trap. Yeah. This is How this so? This is the parent trap because she's trying to break up uh, Colt and Jess, so that Colt falls in love with uh, Vanessa. Right? Oh yes, that's what yeah. happens in the parents. After trap. they switched, yeah. they were trying to sabotage yeah. so their parents get back together. Yeah, yeah so you yes. saw like her version of uh, you know making 
the couple go camping and like <laughs> because isn't that what happens? Like they go camping and the yeah, woman like, like hates it and she puts like a snake in like her Yeah. Like <laughs> Debbie's version of this is to is the cat thing. Mm-hmm. And you see her the light bulb go off like, Oh, here we go. This mm-hmm. is gonna be great. Yeah. And then she's like, What? You're this made you mad? What? <laughs> Man, I had no idea. That's exactly what she's doing. Like her uh, yeah. best actress this season <laughs> goes to <laughs> Debbie for that performance of just like, I, oh my goodness, who knew? Just, I love just They just talk. I talk, <laughs> I talk with Vanessa. She's yeah. a good person. Yeah, she's, a yeah, good she's like, person. she's a good person. And that's your problem, Jazz. You need to grow up. You need to grow up if you don't like it. Oh my god. She is that also that meme of the little girl looking back at the camera with the house on fire. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Was this a problem? Bye. Yeah, the face she made, I love when the in the camera head or whatever. Um I think at one point she says, I will do everything in my power <laughs> to sabotage the relationship. She, yeah, she says that. And then they ask her, Debbie, did you know this was going to be a problem? And she just smiles with She's this like, like <laughs> Grinch, Grinch villain smile. Honestly, she that alone should say to Jess, like, you know what? This is going to be more trouble than it's worth. Maybe, yeah. maybe I won't yeah. deal with this. I don't know. Seriously. For me personally, I would be like, I think I I would just rather not. Right? It's already yeah. you've got a TV crew and you've got the mom <laughs> screwing with you. <laughs> like that's that's enough. There's so many cats. I mean, I'm not a cat person, so that also is a red flag for me. Too many cats. So many cats. Way too many cats there. So many red flags. Seriously. And then once caught cold is caught. Like there is no backing up, buddy. Like your mom just outed you that and he's like, Vanessa well, taking yeah, care of the cats. His little aside, I only of like, lied to her because she was like sensitive about it, and it's yeah. like well, that, you just that made doesn't it so make much it worse. better. Yeah, yeah. He he does yeah, that guilty like you know you kind of tuck your head down and you sort of quietly are like Vanessa's watching the cats. <laughs> oh, dude, you yeah. like you knew that was going to be a problem. Couldn't you have picked somebody else to watch the cats? Like, come on. Maybe they will come clean from the beginning. It was like, it's either that or bored them, you know, and he's so cheap. (laughs) Yeah, but you can be like, hey, you know what? Like, since we're both going to Brazil. You wanted my mom to have her own room, fine. But the way we afforded it was by having the ex-girlfriend come in. And live in our house. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have like 20 cats. So if they charge you like, I don't know, 30 a head, that's a lot of cats. That's true. Yeah. I think having that pets is essentially just admitting you're never going to travel, right? Yeah. yeah, that's just. I mean, that's. Hey, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But like, you have that many pets, you're not going anywhere. Some somebody has to be at the house at all times. Yeah, that's what it is. So many cats. Yeah. Or you could have been like the guy Tim, my least favorite. Oh, he brings his cat. Bring all the cats to Brazil. But that's <laughs> <Can you> imagine. <laughs> yeah, here they are. So it was really strange. Hearing Debbie lecture Jess about jealousy when she's probably the most jealous person on the show. She's super jealous that someone else is getting Colt's attention. And for all of Debbie's introspection as like chief detective, <laughs> Las Vegas, it doesn't seem like she can maybe like evaluate herself 
you know, of and look at herself with the same, like, you know, fine tooth comb that she's putting Jess through. Mm-hmm. Jess is a nice girl. She is, but then we do, we see a very interesting side of Jess towards the end when she finally kind of blows up and throws the shoes and all of that. Like, that's, it, it's like, she's, you know, okay, they're under a lot of pressure. There's TV stuff. She just got surprised. She's clearly really jealous of, of Vanessa. There's something going on there, but like, you know, the the getting mad and throwing stuff kind of thing, that's that's very like that's very Darcy. Louboutin. Oh, Jesse. <laughs> Jess and Jesse. There's something there. We'll work on it. There you go. And you have to wonder like if that was what you decided to do on camera, like what would you have done without cameras? Yeah. Oh my god. That's a good point. I don't know. I just it seems like I, I have never thrown any shoes or anything like it. Todd <laughs> never done that yet I feel like if you're throwing stuff at somebody that's not really like the greatest sign <laughs> especially if you've only been with them for a few months I don't know that would worry me personally I had I had an ex-girlfriend throw her keys at me once mm-hmm. because <laughs> for well, no that's a very small object well no not when you have like 30 keys oh it's one of those keys (laughs) she worked at the uh tv station with me and the problem when you work at a you know facility is every goddamn door has a different fucking lock so you have like five of those industrial keys none of them house keys the big brown like long sharp so it's like super heavy giant thing and uh we were coming back from drinking downtown and she was getting out of my car. She was drunk and she like tripped and fell out of the car. And I started laughing hysterically. Oh, so she grabbed her keys and chunked them at my face. <laughs> and, you know, that's fair. I, I, was <laughs> like, you know, fair. I deserve that. But it was really now, did funny. Did she have the kind of key ring where it's like there are almost as many keychains as keys? Or was it like a jailer key ring where it's like the giant metal loop? Jailer keyring. Yeah. It, it's just amazing amount of keys that all could have like sliced my eyeball open. The kind of keyring that you hold more like a purse than a keyring. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. My favorite throwing situation that I know of that's real is I won't say who it is, and I don't think that they listen to this podcast, but they were our neighbors, and they're your neighbors. It's- no, oh, but uh, they th- they got into a fight while they were eating pizza, and somebody threw a slice of pizza at somebody else, but they missed, and it wound up sticking to their window, and, it, <laughs> and then the grease, the slice kind of got stuck there, and then slid down the window, so there's a whole, and it was like that for like years, but it and was they all- told slightly in their defense, it was a second story, it was like a big like loft area so there were second story windows that you can't just walk up to and clean like it's way <laughs> up there oh my god but still once they told us about it i think they accidentally told us about it and then that's all i i could ever look at anytime i went you to the grease stain on the you could never unsee it <laughs> that's oh my god hilarious and i think i know who you're talking about <laughs> But I don't know. It's <laughs> so like, what were, what were you guys fighting about that made you throw a slice of pizza? Like, <laughs> what was it? Did you find out? No, they didn't tell us. 
Oh. Of all the things to throw, pizza? <laughs> I know. I will never throw waste. my pizza. No, that's awful. <laughs> no. Anything else. And knowing them, it wasn't bad pizza. It was very good pizza. <laughs> we definitely need to cut this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely They're like, we decided it. to listen to your podcast. We, have to talk to you That's about right, yeah. we decided to start listening to your podcast. Wait. <laughs> God damn it. Like, listen to the most It's about us. <laughs> you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they got a grease stain on the top window. See if it's still there. I'm going to. You can I'm going to look. Yeah, you can see it from so the So the dining table, straight up. Okay. Oh, my, oh God. my God. You can see it from the outside. Yeah, and they only eat from like really good places. Yeah, it's going to be good pizza. It was really good local. It was like a super greasy pizza. like Via 313 square slice. Oh, or what a probably. waste. Um. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much the gist of it, right? For Debbie and Colt. Yeah, we kind of leave them in a weird place, and you know, Speaking and of gosh, if if Colt ends up with um Vanessa, you know, like this really does feel like a, it's like a different way to watch a romantic comedy. I feel like Vanessa it's like, instead is... of the wedding, you know, like movies like The Wedding Planner, where it's like, oh, the guy's already in a relationship, and there's girl next door. And like they always have to make the wife or the fiance like a huge crazy bitch mm-hmm. to make you feel okay with him dumping mm-hmm. her. I feel like that's what we're living right now. But you see Vanessa talking to Debbie and Debbie's like spilling the tea and she's just like, oh no, that's crazy. Like, I don't think she's interested at all. Okay. Yeah. Before, okay. Let's, let's go. Before we move on to Larissa. W- w- what do you think Vanessa's intentions are? We'll start with Paula. She doesn't seem interested in Colt to me. And mm-hmm. she's probably watching all of this drama unfold, you know, from the outside and the drama with Larissa and all of that. And she's like, no, thanks. Yeah. Todd, what do you this think? This is just, you know, okay, Colt needs somebody like Vanessa in his life because Vanessa seems like just a, like a normal person, like adjusted and friendly and there to help. And clearly... They're all the three of them are all friendly. And if maybe Colt, maybe in in his perspective, it was like, yeah, you know, we were intimate that one time and that was a mistake or or it just didn't, you know, it didn't click. Or maybe Vanessa felt that way that like it didn't click. And she's like, sorry, Colt, I just want to be friends like that's healthy. Like that's that seems like a normal thing. And for anybody to I, I understand why it would be weird to hang out with somebody that slept with your ex. But like. At some point, we just need to be adults about stuff, right? And like, you know, friends and relationships yeah. are hard to come by. So, why, you know, this is just kind of part of his life. It seems healthy. Yeah, well, that's then, a, how old is Jess? They're also not nightclub dancing together either. No. Kristen, what do you think? Yeah, it seems like Vanessa has just been around as a friend and like a support system. And maybe there were a few weeks there where they... We're trying some kind of a relationship. I don't know. Or not. There was just that one time. Who knows? But it doesn't seem like there's something there. Do you think there's a chance maybe Vanessa sees Colt as like, you know, a backup option and she wants to make sure that he's available in case she ever needs it? Like break in case of emergency. Well, we don't know her life at all. Right. And she's not really. Here's the thing. Calling him. Calling Debbie. If that was me and I was talking to Debbie. I feel like I would try to calm Debbie down, ease your concerns, but it just seemed like Vanessa was making things worse. Well, maybe now that you say that, 
Maybe Vanessa knows. Vanessa knows that the end in the relationship is being good with Debbie. So now she's buttering Debbie up. She's like, oh, I'll take care of your cats. Your 25 cats. No big deal. Let's be friends. She's watching everything unfold and like burst into flames from afar. And then she's going to scoop it. Maybe she wants to be with Cole in the long run. Maybe not. Maybe she just wants it as a, an option. Who would have thought Colt has all of these women fighting over him? I kind of get it, though. Because he... <laughs> here's what I get. Here's what I get. He actually... He is very self-confident. Yes. He really, really is. Now, does he like kind of, you know, can he back that up with actual like action or skill or personality or whatever? Who knows? But he is definitely confident. Like somebody like that hopping, like doing all this cameo stuff that he's doing and being on this show and feeling like he can confidently say this stuff about like, yeah, you know, Vanessa and I were intimate and like he's just kind of, I can see why some people would, would overlook a lot of stuff just because of his confidence. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Sounds like you're really enamored with him. Is it because he made that cameo for you, well, Todd? Are you part of let's the just, fight? Let's just see that we, we finally connected after the cameo, and it turns out we have a lot in common. And You know, we both love cats. <laughs> An Animal Crossing, right? An Animal Crossing. There we go. Good Lord. Yeah, that's all. I think that's all we got on Colt, Debbie, and Jess, and Vanessa. So many people. Larissa. Larissa, what a mess. So just as a reminder for anyone that didn't watch the last episode, she calls a girl that Eric has been talking shit about her with, I guess. And so we start with her like still talking to her and hanging up and hiding in her room because Eric is coming home. And then she goes to confront Eric, which, by the way, side note, Brandon, you said that the TLC producers only just kind of like are in the background, but the producer clearly said, hey, Larissa, do you want to go confront Eric about this? Yeah, but did you see how they put it in the edit? They made they the audience aware that it was the producer's That's true. Suggestion. That's true. Okay. Okay, fair, 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 fair. Just saying. They do kind of get involved a little bit. So she goes and confronts Eric about this, and they're just like immediately screaming at each other. Yeah, was anyone else like, his defense was just like, we were on a break. All I can hear is Ross. Basically. All I can hear is Ross. That was his defense. Not like, yeah, it was wrong. It was just like, we were on a break. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like there was so much to unpack. For starters, we learned that the phone he was using, Larissa bought him that phone because he's too cheap to get his own. What? Did he not have a phone yeah, when he met Yeah, what's going on her? there? How do you have a job and not have a phone? Like how is Great it? I just question. I don't know how that's possible. Like I, I, I hate to be okay. I'm not trying to be snotty about like money or anything like that. But a phone is in in today's world probably the most important thing behind maybe like water and refrigeration. Exactly, it's a necessity. Right, yeah. it's a necessity. There, there's a there's homeless people that have phones. Yes, because it's it's, it's how they deal with people. anything. They're yeah. not. They're. They don't need to be homeless. It's just to say that it's that vital. Yes. They're going to different places just to charge their phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly so right. She bought him a phone, so she's like, "Well, it's my phone, so I'm checking it. Whatever." They're just screaming. He's like, "We were on a break." 
He didn't say we were on a break. But, but basically. He just says, like, look, when you decided to get back with me, we had to, like, put all the past behind us. Which is oh, convenient, right? Oh, let's just forget about everything that's happened before this day and let's start from well, zero. What What is what is fair, though? Like, honest question, because I clearly that is a plan that is doomed to fail. So, like, not a good plan to start with. But at what point, like... What what actually is the healthy way to deal with that? Do you just sort of like say, "All right, this is everything that happened while we were apart"? I I think what, is, is that the right way to I do it? I think what she was really what she really wanted, and she did mention this, uh, was I think she wanted an apology or at least an acknowledgement about how wrong it was yes. for him to share yes. really private details with this stranger that he met. I think that's yep. what she's that's what she was getting at, that's right? Fair. Like. We just need him mm-hmm. to say, hey, that was wrong. I'm so sorry. I should not have done that. But instead, it's like, well, we were on a break. No, that doesn't make yeah. it okay. He yeah. might not understand exactly why she's mad. Like, the edit makes it kind of hard to tell. And and maybe it's a little bit of, like, lost in translation or something. But it's, I, I can't tell if he's getting, if he's doing the whole, like, we were on a break thing. Because why are you mad that it happened as opposed to why are you mad that I talked about it? And, like those yeah, are different and, and things completely. He's now reduced her to an object to two different people, right? When he was comparing the blowjobs that he got with Colt's Colt's experience, which mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing. Like, <laughs> oh come on. Sorry. Gross guys. Like get a <laughs> get a hobby. And then he's doing the same thing with this woman and who and, sh- and he's told her who knows what else. She's feeling embarrassed. And just she's like oh, mortified. Like that's awful. Yeah. Nobody should. It doesn't matter that she's a public figure. It it doesn't matter that he was mad at her. You just you don't do that. And that's also a, a conversation that like guys don't. I mean, like in my experience, that's just not something that like adults talk about. That's just like if that were to come up in a conversation, especially with somebody you don't know all that well, then like all you have in common is that you're both like you're basically enemies on a reality show. <laughs> you're not like you just don't lean into that conversation right like if one person brings it up you're just kind of like huh anyway yeah i feel like we're just learning more and more that eric is just a piece of shit man boy yes like I, when he was first introduced in the tell-all he was like oh he's still fancy he was like dressed up and whatever but the more we learn about him, it's just like... Larissa is very difficult. I think it's hard to just make one judgment about one of them. I think they're both probably difficult people. We find out um, explicitly from Eric when he's talking to the camera directly that he's looking for an apology from Larissa. So you have two people in a relationship that are both looking for apologies from the other to them like this is it's not gonna work and spoiler alert that's not how marriages work you know when you're just thinking about like how you need to be you know apology you you need to be treated like it's just that's not a long-term strategy they're both people that do not seem like they're ready to be in serious long-term relationships i'm not trying to defend eric i'm just saying no i know i know but like she has the receipts right she saw the messages she talked to the person it's on tape what that girl said he he's not even apologizing or acknowledging it. Like, well, what about Larissa told the world she's like Eric doesn't like to have as much sex, or that's Eric- not as bad. Hey, he doesn't want to have sex as he's like 
uh, they bleep it a lot, so I don't know exactly what he was saying, but 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 remember, sure, maybe it's not as bad, but you're comparing telling a person, another person, versus telling a television show, an international sure. television show. Mm-hmm. So it may not be as bad, but it's a hell of a lot more amplified. I think that. And the information he shared with those other two folks, though, are it was way more private. It wasn't just like about preferences or frequency of stuff. It was like sure, yeah, it was details. We're not even sure exactly what he said because they bleep it out when she repeats it. I was trying to figure out what she was saying. Yeah. She's like, "You're talking about my bleep." I'm like, "What?" And then she says, "My now favorite quote from Larissa." Bitch, my face is ten thousand bucks. <laughs> Why wasn't that the title of this episode? If they take the- <laughs> oh, what was the title of this episode? The title of this episode was um, "Hell Hath No Fury," oh. which is definitely not a quote. It's just a cliche yeah. that they slapped on it. So I guess they're referring to Jess and maybe Larissa both. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Uh, like a woman scorn. Yes. Yeah, so okay, both. Yeah. Both. I'm sure they turned in this as the episode title and they're like, well, how do we clean that up? It's just yeah. so good. Bitch, yeah. my face yeah. is 10,000 bucks. Okay, so this this dude, Eric. <laughs> all right. There is nothing wrong with not having a lot of money. Like, but he, he, he strikes me as the kind of person who is, tr- who is like a, um, I don't know how widely used this term is, but like a thousand air meaning somebody who is trying to live way beyond their means and their means mm-hmm. are very uh, modest. And so yep. here's this guy who like, you know, he lives in Vegas. He he kind of has this attitude. He just has that attitude, right? Of being yep. like, I don't know, kind of half country club, half like wannabe, like, I don't know, you know, rap metal star, or whatever it is he listens to. But he drives like a normal sedan and he has a book bag filled with like tattered spiral notebooks. <laughs> you notice that when he's like mad, he's like angrily gathering all of his notebooks yeah, and stuffing them into his about? backpack. Yeah. And he can't afford a phone. And he has a roommate. And the small so, fridge. Like, and a and <laughs> size fridge. Yes. yes. So like, okay, that's fine, man. Like we're all just trying to make our way through the world. No judgment. But you you definitely are like trying to to really be somebody that you're not and maybe you did that with Larissa in particular because that whole like first or second date when they got back together and she's talking about like you need to let the money flow and the look yeah. on his face is kind of like <laughs> <sighs> you know it's like like what money I think I'm tapped out no man money. like there, and this is the there second, is no flow this is I think this is the second guy right who sh- I think she's mistaken for somebody with money because that's not going to match up to her lifestyle. She wants to be able to go and get whatever treatment she wants when she wants. Mm -hmm. She wants great clothes. She wants to be treated to fancy dinners. I don't know. You, I think you got to maybe hit up Caesar's palace or something (laughs) like in Las Vegas, (laughs) like look for the high rollers down there. You know, I don't think it's... Well, she did date that one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What happened yeah. to that guy? Oh, that guy was immediately disinterested. That guy, like, within minutes, was just like, oh, we're not in the same league. Like, I think he just yeah. said that he was probably just, like, a hired actor for this. And yeah. He was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> what is this about? <laughs> yeah, Larissa needs to get better at, like, identifying his 
new man. I don't know. Or honestly, I feel like she can do it herself. Like she is her own source of money, right? She's doing great with Cameo. She's got a hilarious yeah. personality. Like I don't I don't think she needs yeah. to look for somebody to support her. Like she's got this. She's I love her. She's great. Yeah, definitely. She <laughs> is could she do your it. role model? Yes. <laughs> you want to grow up and be like her someday. Do you want a ten thousand dollar face? <laughs> I just I don't want to see her. Um, I don't know. I feel like she's being weighed down, maybe a little bit by by sure. these yeah. dudes. Like, let's just let Larissa fly here. She doesn't mm. need anybody. <laughs> and it- I think she has every right to take the phone back. And we don't find out if Eric called the cops, but that'd be really silly if he did. Because it's like, where's your proof of purchase? Oh, you didn't yeah, buy it? Yeah, that was a dumb thing. The person who yeah. bought it took the phone back? That's Yeah, what? The that's cops stupid. are immediately going to say, go away. Yeah. Like, yeah and, so and it's such a Does Judge Judy thing, too. It's like, yeah, but yeah. who bought the phone? That's that person's phone. Like, go away. It yeah. just the, I'm guessing that's the way that Eric threatens her to, like, chill. Sure. You know, I'm going to call the cops, which made me so sad that they just hold that over her for everything, you know? Yeah. And didn't the, the roommate say like, oh, well, he might call the cops because of defamation of character? And it's okay. like, you can sue somebody for defamation of character. Fine. I'm not saying Eric was defamed, but the police aren't going to come to your house and be like, did you defame somebody? Sir, put your hands behind your back. Defamation is not a criminal <laughs> matter. No, that's a civil matter. Yeah. Also, you signed up for a TLC reality show, so like I know, and you were it. eating it up at the yeah. tell all when you were like, you know, the none of the drama was you. Yeah. Yep. Eating it up. Maybe if you don't want your character defiled or what's the word? Defamated or whatever the fuck, maybe don't talk shit about your don't girl go on a reality to other show. guys. Yeah. And yeah. go on a reality also, show. Also, any like Maybe buy your dong, own phone. Any ding dong roommate that like, because I know totally what happened. It's like, I got you, bro. I got you. Like, I'm going to call her up and I'm going to chew her out. I'm going to intimidate her. And I'm going to intimidate her specifically. Like, what is her one weakness? Her one weakness is if I, if I violate my parole, I will be deported from this country. That's a big weakness. It really yeah. doesn't get <laughs> bigger scary. than that, right? So, uh so he's like, that's where I'm going to hit her. I'm going to hit her with like, you stole. I'm going to call the cops. You defamed his character. Okay, not a, not a criminal matter. That's a civil matter. Uh, and, and also, I love it when people who know nothing about the law start to act <laughs> like they do. You know, like if you yeah. act, if, okay, it's, it's that whole like, it's not even like a Dunning-Kruger kind of thing where like you know just enough to like not understand how ignorant you are. It's like you are totally ignorant. You are like 100% ignorant, 0% knowledge, and you just think you can throw the idea of this is a crime I'm going to call the cops at anybody. But that's just not how this I works. I think he's got all of his uh, legal textbooks that he referenced uh, up in that bucket hat he wears. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I totally forgot that we've seen him before. Yeah, yeah Mister Nineteen Ninety Seven, emerging just to say hello for the mm-hmm. greetings, and then to come back with the threats. We we got you. <laughs> uh huh. I got you, bro. So I was. Uh, I'm happy that we got to see Larissa's old roommate again. Her old friend. Got a man. Poor Carmen. She's just like no, not poor Carmen. She's a genius. She realized. Larissa getting back with Eric is a nightmare. How do I fast forward? <laughs> I will 
force them to move in together. Yep. So we could get just move on past this. Man, you nailed it. That's and yes, you she saved it. herself like you know a world of pain. Yeah, this took like what four days total or something like that for this whole thing to explode. Yeah, she's like <laughs> she was just gonna start looking for a roommate. She's like, I'll miss this back. <laughs> yeah, whatever problems you have when you're dating somebody, they are gonna you will continue to deal with them when times like a thousand when you're living together. Yeah. So that's where we leave Larissa. She's like back at Carmen's and fighting with the roommate. And at some point she's like, dude, get out of my life and go live your own or something like that. Or get a life. And I'm like, yes. Yes. Tell him, bucket hat. Get away from here. And that's it. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. But I hope she's done with Eric. He sucks. He does suck. That, it, he's just like, he's just like standard issue white dude. You could see it on his face, too, when he came out of the room at first when she was confronting him, and his face was kind of like, oh, did I just blow this... This whole thing, like, because his face, like, driving her to his house. When was that last episode or two episodes ago? Was like, I'm back, baby. I'm back uh-huh. as a star. Here comes star. And then, like, his face at the confrontation was like, Oh God, what have I done? This is not going as planned. I thought I was gonna be able to buy a, a double door fridge, and like, oh, this is not how I planned it. Too bad. <laughs> You trash. <laughs> Goodbye. Thought I'd get my own iCloud account, you know. Finally. Gonna... I got that 99 cents a month. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. let's talk about Angela and Michael. Angela and Michael. Michael. All right. I got another Michael. show pitch for TLC. I think when was my last one? It was, um, what's his name? Uh, Paul Fick Home Improvement Show. <laughs> I would love an Angela nature show. It's just her introducing animals and a bunch of swearing, I guess, mm-hmm. when they like and come dry heaving. The, the dry heaving. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. We got a goat head. <laughs> yeah, that's how we start with them on this episode. They're playing with monkeys and she's screaming and swearing and being loud and whatever. It just made us want to travel again. <laughs> Yes, I've just been, it's so sad. I've just been looking at old photos of old trips, remind, like remembering how I used to have a life. Don't worry, you know? coronavirus is coming to the 90 Day Fiance couples. And I feel like when we see them deal with it, it'll be somewhat therapeutic for us. Yes. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Angela and Michael, they're playing with the monkeys. And then Angela is like, here, let's go in the middle of the jungle. I want to talk to you about something. Um. And that's how you know it's serious when someone takes you to the middle of a jungle to give you information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she starts so, explaining sorry, to Michael. Real quick. I had a really weird roommate in college, super weird. And uh, yeah, at one point, he got broken up with by his girlfriend. And I was like, well, what happened? He's like, well, she took me to the Martin Luther King statue on campus and <laughs> no. sat me down and broke up no, with me. What? And I was like, but why? Why did she have to do it there? And I'm just wondering, like, is now Martin Luther King's legacy like a breakup spot in his heart for the rest of the why? Why like take anybody? <laughs> I, you know, what is it with people being taken somewhere to be broken up with? I I very briefly dated somebody in high school. Was it the same girl, the gay Todd girl? No, different. 
this is like I think we we went on like three dates or something. It was very 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 brief, and <laughs> I and I, I just Game wanted Pop. to be like, sorry, like it just wasn't it wasn't working, right? It just it wasn't working, and and so I like called her up to basically say that, and she said, before you go any further, we should talk in person, like meet me at this specific Starbucks at this specific time, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really, like in public. Like really fine, right? So of course we uh, go and sit down and she cries and storms off and everybody's uh, staring at me like I'm an asshole. Uh, because I am. And no. I just kind of like, I give everybody a look like, I, you know, I mean, uh, we all knew this was going to happen, right? <laughs> and I leave. <laughs> when I was in high school, I worked at Super Salad and for a little while, one of the dishwashers was my boyfriend. Did he clean your plate? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I would. Bre- I tried breaking up with him just constantly, but I would always have to uh, get back together with him because he would refuse to wash the dishes. No! <laughs> and they would be like, the rest of the people at Super Salad would be like, Kristen, you come on. You gotta get back like, together with him. We don't have anyone. Yeah, they were like, we don't have anyone else to wash the dishes. Like, we, we're down to like one tray of cups. Like, we're getting you, to you be You gotta close get back to, like, together with him before we use up this tray of cups. And he, yeah, he would just be sitting in the alley behind the restaurant, just like sulking. Kristen, and there's so a I, birthday party coming in. Ten yeah, no, I would seriously, I'd be like, God damn it again and it would be like the third day in the row in a row and i'd have to go in the alley and be like i'm sorry i don't know what i was thinking uh i miss you so much we just <laughs> gotta get back together please take me back and he'd be like yes and like he'd bright cheer up and come in and, and i'd be like you gotta do the dishes now <laughs> <laughs> that's that's i need you to show me how much you care about me just wash every single dish <laughs> and then the next day yeah rinse and repeat and I was just oh like, God, God, one of us has to get a different job. <laughs> this is awful. This uh, amazing. I had a girl one time. I, I tried to break up with her and she just told me no. So we kept dating. <laughs> what? She just refused. So I was yeah. like, okay. So we kept dating. She was intense. She was very intense. That sounds intense. <laughs> So Angela takes right. Michael into the jungle. Sorry, it's just you know like we we've all been there. Yeah, metaphorically, we've all been taken we, into the jungle. We have all been taken into the jungle. Um, yeah, so she takes him into the jungle to like try to explain to him what's happening. You know the possible cancer. The she still makes it sound like it is an option to have a baby, but maybe not. And it's just like it's not just you know. Well, she she kind of tests Michael, test the water right because yeah. she tells him everything. And she's just wondering what is going to be his first response. And it was not great. I got to sit there. I was sitting and I was hoping, okay, Michael, you find out that Angela might not be able to have a baby and she might also have cancer. Please, please, please say, okay, the baby doesn't matter right now. I don't care. It It doesn't mean anything. The most important thing is your health. Please say that, Michael. I just wanted that moment to cheer for you. He didn't. He didn't. He's like, oh, this is a lot. I have to think about it. Yeah. He 
He deserves Angela. At no point will I ever feel bad for him again. Someone's telling you, not someone, your significant other, your fiance that you're about to get married to tells you she might have cancer and that could affect you having a baby. And you say, oh, I got to think about it. So this is a this is a really difficult. This is this is hard. So obviously, Michael's response should have been at a bare minimum. Your health is more important than thinking about a baby right now, right? That's just true. That's the right response. That's that's how he should feel, and that's what he should say. He also, though, really wants a kid, and his family is putting a lot of pressure on him to have a kid, and the pressure is so intense and is so culturally, I don't know, relevant or like you know enforced that. Mm-hmm. The alternative is you get a, you get another wife or you find somebody else to get pregnant and they give you the kid. Like that's how important it is in this culture to make sure that a kid happens. So he's probably running through all of those calculations of like, well, okay, if that's the case, then I'm just going to wind up breaking her heart in a different way, right? So yes, he should have responded initially in this way to make it clear that Angela was the number one priority. Also, in addition to, and he should have said, this is going to be very difficult in terms of my expectations for having a kid. And not just his expectations, but like his family's. Yeah, I even feel like it's more so his family than him. You know, he just seems just kind of like... That's probably eh. true. And I mean, Otherwise, I don't know. Otherwise, he wouldn't even just be entertaining it. Right? Yeah, it's just a no. result of the programming. Like he's been programmed to think that, you know, having a kid is this big thing. And it's just you're not a man until you have a kid. It's just no, man. It's just that's just that's just programming. It's dumb. It doesn't matter. You don't need a kid. It's just culture trying to perpetuate itself. Don't buy into it. Definitely not when there's so much more at stake. Especially right now. Yeah, right? Yeah, uh, it sucks. I feel for everybody. Have you seen that like meme that <laughs> I think it was going around at the beginning of the quarantine and it was like, where are all of those people that say having kids are a blessing right now? I haven't heard from them in a while. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we come to find out public education is just free childcare. Like that's the point of it, right? Yeah, yep. And it's gone from like uh, people asking you when you're going to have kids to like just straight up attacking you for not having kids. Like, well, you should know that as a mother, I'm doing all these. And it's like, yeah, I know. Like, totally. That's that's that's. I feel good for you. you. Like, I also (laughs) don't make me feel bad that I I made this choice just like you made your choice. And like, yeah, this is great. I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I did it. (laughs) Don't make me feel bad about it. Yes. This week, I was talking to my mother on the phone, and we're talking about whatever. And then she says out of nowhere, have you considered freezing your eggs? What? Yes. Yep. I'm like, I didn't even know what to say. I... I just turned 30. I turned 30 in December. I guess I'm almost 31 because what even is time now? <laughs> but I was shocked. And she's like, well, you know, like you're not going to have one this year. And the next year, it's a bad idea because of everything that's happening. And now you're going to be 33. And then you're basically 40. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then you're then, then yeah. you're basically dead. 
So, okay. Yeah, well, she <laughs> yeah. was planning her. Got it. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Then she was like, I don't want you to be 40 and crying that you have no eggs left. Do you have any like, nieces or nephews on, on your family side? No, I'm I'm the oldest one of my siblings. So you're I'm expected. the only girl. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I see. Yes. I'll sell her dad a baby <laughs> if he wants one. Yeah, my parents are just like waiting, one. and it's it's a constant boring conversation that we have. If there are any doctors mm. listening to us right now, I got to tell you, when someone is waiting for critical information, <laughs> start with that. Yes, please. Start with that. Like when someone picks up the phone and says hello, and they maybe don't even know who you are. They don't have the doctor's number saved or whatever. Just say, you don't have cancer, so your doctor. <laughs> immediately immediately before you introduce yourself say you do not have cancer how drawn out yeah. this is was unbelievable let, the let point me start like, looking at at the enzymatic function of your liver okay yeah. it's good <laughs> now we're going to look at, at your ldl and hdl cholesterol mm, all those those numbers are fantastic Oh, and by the way, you don't have cancer. Angela had to know beforehand. They they do not know yeah. how to do it. When I was I was in Cuba a couple of years ago, and I was waiting on some news about a biopsy. Oh shit! And I was like, "Well, this sucks. Like, I'm gonna be in Cuba, and like, I don't know how I'm gonna yeah. get the the information when they call." So I said, "Just leave it. Leave a voicemail or or email me or something." And they said, "Okay, sure." And then they left me a voicemail. And it said, we have some news for you that we really need to talk to you about. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. And so oh, my I, God. I figured out, like, I, I bought a card to make the call. I It was like a $25 call or something. And then the nurse gets on the phone and she's like, oh, yeah, everything's good. And I was like, are you <laughs> really? Like, your voicemail could have said, we have some good news for you. Give us a call back. But instead yeah, it was... Terrible. We have some news. People need to really state like, okay, (laughs) phone calls these days mean a lot more than they used to, right? Yeah. Because like if somebody's calling you, you have achieved a degree of significance. Yeah. So like, Mm -hmm. for example, uh, yesterday it was the middle of a work day and I see that my dad's calling me. And I'm like, I'm like on another call. It's the middle of a work day. It's a really busy day. So I like, I have to decline the call because I'm actively talking with somebody else. And then time goes on and it just so happens like my phone line is being switched from a company to account to a personal account. So like the voicemail got lost and I just set it up again this morning and just going into recording this, I was like, oh, I have voicemails. And one of them was from my dad. And of course, it's something like, hey, uh, just give me a call back when you can. Bye. And that's all of his voicemails are that. <laughs> exactly. So like, of course, oh. I'm like, ugh, because and you know I it's going to be like. It's going to be like, did you know that uh, Hamilton, you can watch it on Disney Plus it's now? It's totally going to be that. But <laughs> here's the thing that. is that I have actually had in my life three or four conversations with my dad that were on the phone that were like almost deadly serious or in some cases deadly serious. And so yeah. like I know that this isn't just, oh, he just wants to talk. Like there might yeah. actually be substance on the other end of this phone call. And of course, like so... Just state the, like, just if it's bad news, just say, like, there's something serious we need to talk about, right? And if it's, if it's even worse, even better, if it's, if it's nothing, just be like, just checking in, seeing how you're doing. Give me a call back if you want. Like, ah. 
at least at least he leaves a message. That's true. Whenever <laughs> if I have to reject Paula's call because I'm like oh, I was working. This is when like you know we weren't working in the same room. Um, she treats that as a challenge. <laughs> like, how quickly can I call back? So she calls back again, and I reject again. No, no, and no, then no, no. a third no. time. And then I'm like, oh, my God. No. Something terrible has happened. So then I'll pick up, and I'll be like, what's going on? And she'll be like, hey, just just No, that's like, not how it happened at all. Set, I got to go. This is back when Brandon was still at Rooster Teeth, and he it would be fucking 8.30 p.m. And I'm like, where where is this guy? Like, no text no, no nada no, no answering text that, that's not an 8 30 that's not an 8 30 we're talking about a middle of the day I, thing no that, <laughs> i also work why would i be calling in the middle of the day no because your hours were crazy she used to work this crazy job where either she got off at 2 p.m or she didn't go until 2 p.m mm. so her like just normal time no 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 i the way i remember it you see when when you worked late and like no. you can send him text, but to him he ignores the text. So then I would be like, "Well, that's it. He's dead. He's clearly dead." So I would just call him until he picked up to make sure he's Did not a dead. Did a dead man send it to voicemail? I don't <laughs> you know. know. You know when someone sends it to voicemail? Know. Maybe you're kidnapped and you're kidnapped by sending it to voicemail. <laughs> hey, anyone out there with anxiety will know. Just fucking let me know you're alive. And so, but that's but it. so the kidnapper that would be savvy enough to decline the call might not also return a text message saying, don't worry about me, I'm okay? Well, he wouldn't even do that. There You'd would be, be like, no that doesn't text. sound like him. He doesn't, he doesn't text like that. He, those aren't the emojis he uses. All I'm saying is, if you're going to work late, just let your significant other know and they'll leave you alone. That's it. That's valid. But Brandon learned that after, after years of mm-hmm. us being together. So Angela's fine. That's good. good. Yes, that is good. Yeah, she's fine. Meanwhile, Apparently and then she, she lights up a cigarette. Fantastic cholesterol. Yeah, she has amazing cholesterol. Her liver is great. Everything's great. I know it sounded like Angela's healthier than I am. <laughs> I feel like she's gonna outlive me. Yeah, that's how this um, works. She keeps saying the word "toting." She wants to tote a baby, yes. and I've never heard that word before. Okay, I Can made someone a specific explain to me what toting this? means. Yeah, it's, is this like a you know? rural georgian thing because her daughter says it too it's always about like will you tote it i can't tote i'm toting i've yeah. never heard the word tote used in i got an egg with- but i need you to tote it yeah you don't like that's just such a s- super flippant way to just basically be like i'm with child you know i love it i think it's great well i guess i mean it makes sense because it's not her egg so you're you're but holding she's it, you're growing own. it for someone else. She's she even talks about herself, like I can tote, you know. Yeah, yeah because but like, <laughs> but I think the, they're using the word tote because it implies you're using someone else's eggs. So you are just the basket. You're not, you know, you're not the genetic. It's like carrying. Well, she said yeah. she said right? to the doctor, she said, "Oh, do you mean I can tote? You mean I can tote?" Yeah. And the doctor's like, says, "Yes, you are yeah. capable of carrying a pregnancy." Like. What? <laughs> We're going to use the word tote? <laughs> real? You mean I can tote? <laughs> yep. It's, yeah, I've never heard that before. It just makes me think of, you know, totes. I'm going like to look up Urban Dictionary. This is yeah. like... Toting. It's when like, we all are finally able to um, have normal social interaction again, I feel like it will have learned 
a lot of behavior from the show and I'll see a pregnant person be like, oh, you're toting, you're toting a baby. And they're like, what? I'm like, I'm sorry, I haven't spoken to anybody in a year. The only thing I've, I've, ta- I've watched or talked about is 90 Day Fiance for the past 12 months. <laughs> oh, God. It's just like, it's such a weird, like, and it's not even sort of a like... um folksy like like idiom like i got a booger in the basket like it's just a really <laughs> dumb verb tote i love it tote of like baby. i get that it, it, it is a synonym for carry i understand that but i why it's just where did i had never heard this before in my life May, this must be a regional thing or i i don't know yeah i was hoping you guys would tell me what it meant no, nobody I get understands what it means but i i've never no. it's fun though i'm gonna start saying <laughs> yeah, it i guess too. so tote Oh, also, hey, speaking of speaking of notes, this okay. I don't mean to bring us back to Eric, but okay, when Eric got gets really flustered, he talks with his hands in a really annoying way, because he and he's just like so animated with his hands, and he's like doing like, and he's all doing it like maybe he got direction from somebody like like a camera person. Like if you're gonna do that, you're gonna got to do it like shoulders and up. You know, and so his hands oh. are like right in his own face, like, and he's doing this whole like Vogue thing, and he's trying, and he just Vogue. He's just super animated. That was one. Of the- I took three notes from this episode, and that was one of them. It was why does Angela keep saying tote? <laughs> Eric is talking with his hands, and then something about how Paul's mom needs to be listened to because she's the only intelligent person yes, on the show. Yes, Paul's mom is amazing. But yeah, that's pretty much Angela and Michael. You know, she doesn't have cancer, but. As we've all known for a while now, she cannot tote a baby. So Michael has to think about that. No, she can't tote because she still has a uterus. Right. She can tote, but she can't. I guess she can, but she needs someone else's eggs. But the doctor makes it clear that that could be like life risking. Which is something she's told Michael many times. Yeah. But like Michael didn't believe her until he heard the doctor. This isn't going to work. It is logistically not going. <laughs> I have found some information on the phrase "toad a baby." Ooh, <laughs> go from on. Cheatsheet.com, an article where they were trying to find out if anybody does say "toad a baby" besides Angela, and they were able <laughs> to find in their uh, scientific research, they were able to find two mentions of the phrase, and both came from Georgia. So it it seems oh. like it probably is like a regional. And that Phrased. was Angela and Skylar, her daughter. Have yeah. you guys ever taken those um, <laughs> those quizzes where it asks you what word do you use to describe this, and it can pretty accurately predict yes where you're from? Like, I think one common thing is what you call the road alongside the highway. Yeah. Another one is... Um, what do you call the road alongside the highway? If you're from Houston, you call it a feeder. If you're from the south, I think it's a frontage. Yeah. I'm not sure feeder, what feeder is, is a Houston word, but it's frontage in Dallas and uh, in Austin. That's interesting that it's all in the same state, but different cities. Yeah. 18 wheelers, a Louisiana thing, which that's why I always called it. An yeah, 18 that's what wheeler, I thought. Most of my family's from Louisiana, maybe Louisiana, Texas thing, but like semi is another one, you know, word for it. Um, so it's interesting how you could have like those little like, you know, vernaculars yeah. that are specific. This is, this is we have an- that in Mexico, but it's by region. Like, Yeah. Well, that's how it is here. Know. The, uh, so that's a New York Times quiz. So if anybody's Same interested in doing it, you should look up like, you know, the words we use or, you know, predicting where you're from. The most interesting question, in my opinion, on that quiz was, 
What do you call the strip of grass between a road and a sidewalk? And one of the answers road. was, I don't have a word for that. That's my answer. And that was, that's my answer. I don't know. Hell strip. There's, there's that. Some people call that a median, even though it's not the median. I mean, by by the by the definition of medium sure. that I that I have, yeah. Middle. But I just I had never thought to call that anything. It's just the strip of grass between the road and the sidewalk. Like, why do you even need to have a name for that? But some people do. Yeah, it's That's called so uh, if people want to find it. Um, it's called how y'all use and you guys talk. Oh, well, they didn't Times. add yin. Use. Yins. <laughs> That's apparently that's like a Pennsylvania thing. It's the only like Pennsylvanians do the a plural U is yin or yins. So in Mexico, there's a funny one that so in the north, we call a jacket, it's called a chaqueta, jacket. In the south, a chaqueta means jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> so the phrase I'm cold, I want a jacket. That's uh, a completely different meaning in the north than in the south. That's good. Just fun fact. And and um, if there's like a ghost wearing, if there's like a horny ghost wearing a jacket, <laughs> yeah, then, it, then it might be a chaquete, chaquete, right? Yep, okay. exactly. <laughs> You're welcome. It's um. That's very Scooby-Doo, by the way. Just insert that image into an episode of Scooby-Doo and it all makes sense. I love that. Let's do that. So yeah, that's it for Angela and Michael. So she's cancer free, but Michael has to think about their relationship when they're like days away from getting married. Should we move on? Let's do it. So Kalani and Asuelu. Okay. There is such a thing as a Samoan convenience store like in the middle of, I know. of Utah. <laughs> he was so happy. He was. I would be super happy too if I were Samoan and I lived in Utah and there was the one convenience store that happened to also carry Samoan stuff. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, you, you don't need to go to the Samoan convenience store to buy t-shirts. You can True. just go to Old Navy. Yeah, Samoan <laughs> convenience store to buy stuff for Samoan people. Like, it just seems stupid. If my family comes visit here from Mexico, right? We don't take them to a Mexican restaurant. We're like, oh, let's go to this other place. Uh, whatever. Although Chili's, like, I, they've got amazing fajitas. <laughs> it's great. The fajitas are still sizzling. No, they're just sizzling. Don't get me started. Chips and salsa to die for. I don't know. I guess they're apple teeth. To, to yes, be fair, though, let's so all go to Chili's. If your relatives lived in Washington State. Right. Yeah, I was just going to say, maybe they don't have a Samoan convenience store. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Could be. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, so they they go to the Samoan convenience store to buy gifts for the family. And Aswelu, I mean, I think it's the first time we see him smile since the season started. Yeah. He's yeah, so he's, excited. He's like a kid in a candy shop. Yes. And he's grabbing all of these cans of corned beef and shirts and like... The corned the- beef thing. Like nothing really... Okay. Corned beef, maybe that's like the Samoan equivalent of spam in Japan and Hawaii. Mm. But boy, nothing really says American imperialism quite like preserved canned meat that yeah. like is treated as a delicacy by the indigenous population. That's like that. Wow. That says that just had a whole dark meaning. Yeah, it does. It really does. It's like ooh, corned beef. Like oh, that's kind of that's not the good. That's not good. 
It's not good. Yeah. Spam is no, not good. No, it is not good. <laughs> and the shirts <laughs> were like, what? Like, I think she said they were like 30 or $40 each. And they're just yeah, like. 40 something for these basic t-shirts. Yeah, they're yes. Hanes Hefty. Old Navy. Navy. Like, like Sam or something. Guys, when I got chubby, I needed a whole new wardrobe uh-huh. without breaking the bank. You know where I went? Old Navy. Mm-hmm. Lots of great stuff. Got a lot of good stuff. That's where I got my USA tank top. You're the key demographic. Yeah. That's where I got my uh, my NASA shirt, my Batman shirt. A lot of great stuff there. Yeah. That's where you go. You don't go to the Simone convenience store and get a shirt that says <laughs> dad in, in your native language that costs $40. And he's like, oh, let's get like two or three. <laughs> yeah, he's going crazy. And yet, getting all of the stuff. Yeah. And yet like the more traditional clothing, which looked like some kind of like sarong or like something, right? Yeah. Yeah. was like, what, seven bucks? Yeah, that's true. So he's like, let's get 10 or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. And he's getting all of these stuff. And so Kalani's like, all right, I guess, you know, bringing gifts instead of money is better. He's like, no, no, we're going to bring gifts and money. So they start talking about the amount, right? He's still under the impression that they're going to give his family $1,000. It seems like he probably told his family, I'm giving you $1,000. Well, we all saw it when they were FaceTiming and the mom was like, you're going to give me $1,000? And he's like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, Kalani, I need her to agree. Like, completely throwing her under the bus. She's making it very clear to him, too. Like, what do we do with our bills? Like, you make that in a month. What are we supposed to do? He makes $1,000 in a month. Yeah. He he wants to just give money away to his and like, it's like, dude, we get what you're saying. You want to be able to do this, but you can't. It sucks. That's life. I don't know. You have to deal with it. And maybe some people use it as motivation. Some people get depressed. There's no right way to deal with it. But the wrong way to deal with it is to like overpromise and commit. Because I mean, maybe this is unfair, but like if if they get in real money problems, like serious money problems, if they don't know where they're living, he doesn't seem like the type that's going to stay. He seems like the type that's going to bolt. I don't know. Maybe that's unfair, Mm -hmm. but like, it just seems like I I get frustrated with how Kalani has to be the only adult here. And she has to be the one thinking about the kids. She has to be the one thinking about money. You know, it's just, I don't know. He seems so inconvenienced by his family. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the kids. Like, what's his reaction oh, to the crying? Yeah. That's so annoying. So annoying. Yeah. Well, like, well sure. yeah, okay, sure. It's annoying, but like, that's kind of like, if it's annoying to you, you need to step in as the dad and right. figure out what's wrong and stop the crying. Maybe you should have worn a condom. <laughs> yeah, those are for <laughs> slut people. <laughs> I just found out last week that when you put a condom on, you're supposed to like pull a little extra. At the end, yes. For like as a res- you the reservoir this? tip, yeah. I didn't know Wait. that. Wait, okay. Break this down motion by motion because I okay. I, okay, you do that at the. Are you doing that at the end? Or are you doing? I a guess pinch you have to do roll? it at the beginning because you don't want to slide it. But you, I guess you're supposed What's to have the reservoir for for like the. Well, like most condoms have a little milk? reservoir for yes, the <laughs> <Okay>. secretion. <laughs> Sure. And I would always like just check because I'm like, well, it's not big enough. It always comes out at the sides. But then like Billy <laughs> had to explain it to me like you're supposed to pinch and pull and you can create your own reservoir at the end of it. And I guess it's just before that. It's just like 
lying down. Does nobody get what I'm saying here? Uh, okay. So what? What? So your your issue was when you when it was all rolled up and, and on, you would like stretch, like you'd really force the whole, like. No, I would just Were they start extra the snug condoms? and roll Show down. us. Can they you show us? And then, but. Can you show us what you mean? <laughs> yeah. But it was, okay. Start from the top and roll down. And so the only extra space I had was what was ever in the little tip. Yeah. The little hat. Yeah, the little hat. But apparently you're supposed to like, I guess, get some extra. Oh, I didn't. So well, I genuinely well, I didn't know Well, I think you that. just, well, what you do, you like, you have to make your own hole at the bottom so that it doesn't, <laughs> so, like there is enough room. So if, if there's too much, you know, it just comes right out. You don't do that? No, I don't make the I, hole at the tip. Yeah. I prepare all of Todd. Todd, did you know I do it for him? He prepares so he all of them in advance. He doesn't have to do it and there's no hold up. You just get right to it. That's right. Well, I can't touch it. I can't because that's a sin. I can't touch it. <laughs> Well, you don't so, want to be a slut person. I, I'm not if you a touch person. it, you're a slut person. Mm-hmm. Can't touch it. If you're doing anything more, anything more than two shakes at a urinal, and you're playing with yourself. <laughs> okay, we know that a swelu he must when he goes to a urinal. He pulls his pants all the way down, doesn't he? He, <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh, to his ankles. He's just sitting there with his ass, just like hanging in the wind. <laughs> And then he does like a do 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 do, like as he's peeing. With his, <laughs> I don't know. That's what I, I imagine. Did she yes. make some kind of weird penis size comment? It was like a throwaway she did. line. She did. She said size something about size not mattering. Yeah. Yeah. She, she. Yeah. 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 But it's just like what? What is? It's like an inside joke that we, as the audience, are not privy to. Yep. Yeah. That that was there was some kind of wink going on there. A small peepee. Yeah. See, it's like you guys want to get mad at Eric, but this is the third 90-day cast lady that has talked about her significant other's penis size on national television. To be fair, all of those cast ladies, as you call them, talking about their significant other's penises, are paired up with pieces of garbage. So, a comment about their dick? (laughs) It's a service. And it's something I think we could have already guessed. Yeah, I know. I could have guessed that too. We could have guessed it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I seriously think he and I don't I wouldn't I don't say this like as an insult to somebody who I think is crazy. I just think he could benefit tremendously from therapy because it seems like he's grown up with so many conceptions about affection and love. Like when Kalani is trying to confront him. Like, do you think love buys happiness or buys family? She proposes, okay, how about $50? She's like, I feel like that's fair. If someone would just give me 50 bucks, I would be like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, says, I was totally with her. I yeah, was like, Kalani, so, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. And if someone he's came like, in and gave me 50 bucks, I'd be like, oh, this is a great day. Yeah. He says, that's no way of showing love, which is like so much to unpack there. So yeah, I think everyone should go to therapy at some point in their life. This guy, oh yeah, he needs some like deep sesh. But then why isn't that true for his own family? You know, like if, if money is buying love, like why? Yeah, why doesn't it apply? Why is it yeah. okay for him to be bringing home $1,000 a month? Like wouldn't that then motivate you to... I don't know to do more. I'm I'm not saying that yeah. you should do more, but like it doesn't really add up to me. Why isn't it? Yeah, no, why isn't it like point. that for his own family? 
That's a great point. He's willing to give away a whole month's pay and like li leave his immediate, like his wife and two kids without that money to show affection to his sister and mom. But like, and I he's, mean, they he's need just it. totally programmed, right? Totally. Mm -hmm. Like he, it's, it's just like, this is what you do. It's like he grew up and his parents just were beating that into him. It's like, you know, for them, a long con. It's like, this is an investment that will eventually pay off. We consistently tell him about, you know, this is what someone does who loves their family. Mm. And, you know, it'll this this it's like planting a tree or planting, you know, it'll take some time, but eventually it'll sprout. This is some colonial version of subsistence farming where uh, you need to have kids to run the farm. Right. So for oh, the first few years, yeah. they're dependent on you. But like, hey, when they get to be maybe even five or six, they can start to help, you know, do something, you know to grow more food and you know so we're not starving quite as much i it's probably some version of that because i don't know a lot about samoa but i imagine that you know there's not a lot of local economy beyond tourism and and the military right probably yeah. should we go on the company retreat to samoa no we're not <laughs> <laughs> um whenever so we get the money we're all going to tulum for a company retreat so <laughs> block off your time <laughs> whenever whenever that check comes in. So but this Someday. is after we do the, the global tour in Moldova, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's how you do it. You go travel around Moldova and then you go to a resort and to And we're gonna we're gonna be yeah. recording specifically just at wedding venues, right? Yeah, exclusively. Uh, we're all gonna go to the same Moldovan restaurant, get in a big fight <laughs> in front of everyone. <laughs> hey, you know, speaking of speaking of Andre and Elizabeth. So on the previous episode, they got into kind of a fight. It was more of everyone against Andre, mm -hmm. giving him shit about not working, etc. But Elizabeth made a comment about not wanting to get married again because she was pissed. So now it's the morning after. And Andre is just being a dick. He's like, oh, are you sober now? Ugh. Are you sober and not being mean anymore or whatever? And she's like, I just had one glass of wine. Like, what are you talking about? He's just, he just likes to be mean. He, seem, he seems to love the phrase stupid stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. He does. Can we does get a, can a somebody, the, the people who make the YouTube videos that are like whatever thing for seven hours straight, <laughs> you know, like those videos, which yeah. I love. Uh, can somebody do a stupid stuff on a loop for seven hours straight? Because I would love that. Andres can do it. I mean, you yeah, know, that's just, just one film day. Him. He has nothing else. Yeah, and he's, yeah. he'll do it. Or when are the uh, the video of every time Tim Allen grunted in Home Improvement? Have you ever seen that one? Oh it's, god, it's a no. cut of that. So let's hear every time Andre said stupid stuff in Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> I got beef with Tim Allen, so I don't want to. Oh. Does he have beef with you? Okay. He has no idea who I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. that kind of beef. It's that a single beef. patty beef. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Um, so, yeah, they're just talking about it, and he's like, he's blaming Elizabeth for inviting her family to Moldova, and then she's blaming him for not working. Are we at the dinner yet? No, we're pre-dinner. But then, yeah, we can fast forward. They're at the dinner. What an amazing... I, I miss big dinners. I miss... That's all I could think is like, how amazing mm. would that be? 
You know, yeah. like they're I at could... this big ass table. It's a huge table with uh, they go out with Andre's friends. If you put me in that restaurant, you know, with that food, that big a table, and you put me with my biggest enemy, say Tim Allen was there, <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 I just smile on my face. That's how much I miss like restaurants, and you even know, if it like, was just the two of you at a giant table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're opposite ends. Mm-hmm. Like Citizen Kane. Huge smile. Yeah. yeah. Huge Let, smile. Let's make that face. happen. Let's let's try to get you and Tim Allen at a big restaurant. In Moldova. In Moldova. <laughs> um, yeah, they're there and the alcohol's flowing. They're all drinking wine and then they're just doing vodka shots. Like, that, of course that's going to end well. Just drinking vodka shots with wine. <sighs> and while they're there, the dad and the brother keep pressing on the whole fucking Ireland, moving to Ireland. Why did he move to Ireland? Am I saying it right? Ireland. 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 I can't it's say it. It's not get business. Exactly. And it's, it's not so the dumb. time or it's the place. It's so dumb. It's not the time or the place. Like you're celebrating, they're getting married again, you're getting to know their friends and they're just like, oh, well, why did he move to Ireland? Plus, they're misrepresenting themselves. They keep saying, we just want to get to know you. It's like, no, Bullshit. that's not what this no. is. This is you, and Andre is right. Like, I'll tell him when he's right. He, this is you interrogating because you were suspicious that his intentions were, he had bad intentions, yep. right? So that's, but it's, it's not. It's you. also too late. Yeah. <laughs> They're already, already married. married. Like, what are, why is this all coming up right yeah. now? Oh, well, we yeah, want to get to know so you. Dumb. It's no. so dumb. What are you doing? Like, where were you the when they got married the first time? Where were you when the guy that marries you says, who objects? Mm-hmm. You could have asked then. Just a little too late. Yeah, exactly. And they're talking about that. And Andre is getting pissed. And he's like, why are you asking about this? Like, that's like, it's none of your business. And then I, Elizabeth at some point says, you know, our original intention was to move to Ireland together. And the brother says, bullshit, we think that he moved to Ireland with the intention of moving to the United States at the end. Like this whole master plan. Maybe he did. I doubt it. Honestly, I know Andre is the villain, but I felt so bad for him and I totally get why he was annoyed. Yeah, because it's like another example of how, you know, I talk about programming with other countries. I'm happy to talk about in the United States. Like so many people are programmed to think, you know, everyone's after your your United States citizenship. This is special. You got to protect it. You can't. If someone yeah. else is a citizen, then it cheapens your citizenship. Is the same goddamn thing with yeah, straight marriage sum. and gay marriage. Yeah. It ruins your straight marriage. Someone else. It does. It's like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It takes nothing away from you. It just adds. It just adds. It's, yeah. It sucks. And there, I also feel really bad for Libby because they're fighting and she's right in between her brother and Andre and they're like fighting over her and they're both saying hey speak up say something Andre's like Libby you're just like all quiet there and the brother's like Libby why don't you speak up like say something and she's just like I don't just leave me out of it I actually think Andre was right Libby should have told her brother that her he's being out of line she should have said something because yeah. like yeah. those guys are only going to get madder the more they hear like, you know, other people tell them to shut the fuck up. But yeah. if Libby yeah. says something. No, you're right. At that point. Like you're embar- you're embarrassing 
yourself. Yeah. If they're accusing him of like having this master scheme of ending up at the United States or whatever, like defend him. And this is how we act in public in another country. You're representing, you know, your own country. You look like trash. Other people are the Moldovans are going to be like, what's going on? And then, you know, the waiter is going to have to come in and be like, oh, we have Americans here. And they're going to be like, yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. The friends oh, are just point. like all watching. And at one point, I think one of the friends is like, hey, everyone calm down. And they're just like sipping their vodka. <laughs> just kind of like, this is awkward. Let them fight. Yeah. yeah so why he, not? they end up like both of them getting up and like being all macho and like whatever. Family Chantel vibes. Yes. 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 And you're not yeah. coming back from that too. Once you do the whole like stand up, you know, and face yeah. off kind of thing. That's it. Like, yeah, I feel like, especially like on TV. Yes. And I feel like at this point, it doesn't matter what they find out about Andre and why he moved to fucking Ireland. The brother just wants to kick his ass. Like they just don't like him. It doesn't really matter what else they find out. They could find out that he was a monk in an Irish church and it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Also, um, Tim and uh, Melissa, if you're watching... This is how you do drama. Oh, no. (laughs) 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 Yeah, the other Tim and Melissa. Are they, they were on, yes, they were on this episode, weren't they? No. Different show. Different show, but. I'm sorry. Sorry, my bad. I I know I'm the one who brought them up, but I'm just saying like, this is how you you add some layers to your storyline. Yeah. You don't double, triple, and quadruple down on the same plot point. (sighs) Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of, um, Kind of boring couples. How about uh, Tanya and Sinjin? There's oh. just not a oh lot. Oh my God. I forgot about them. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, like shit. this, Like they just basically, they're having a hard time, right? And then she gets on the plane and... Yeah. Basically, like, I mean, what happens in this episode exactly? He just... He lays down the rules first and the rules are don't nag me in South Africa. That's okay. That's right. Don't and he's so there. happy. He's the happiest we've seen him in a long time. So, so happy. Excited. He's so happy to be back. He's not leaving. He- I will say <laughs> when they're they they're fighting, right? They're he's like, don't act me, whatever. And then they go, I guess they spend the night at a hotel by the airport, right? And then the next day we see them getting ready to go to the airport and he's ready to go. And Tanya's like, oh, I'm just gonna drink some tea. And she's <laughs> drinking that tea and taking her sweet time and i was going crazy for sinjin i was like oh my god that would drive me insane i think the line was something like uh he was like don't worry i could awkwardly stare at you all day what a great yeah line. he's just like drinking her <laughs> tea at line. the airport hotel and also and like i've been in the position of like i know what it's like to be in a hotel and it's like oh tea Somehow I like tea all of a sudden because it's free and it's in the hotel. <laughs> and so you like make it and then you're like, oh, shit, I just made this like cup of tea and I have to leave now. Like I've definitely done that a dozen times in my life. And then you're yep. just kind of like, do I just power through this really hot, fresh cup of tea or do I just say, forget about it? It's a lost cause. Goodbye, tea. She decides to choose. She chooses option A. And yeah, we all get to watch. It. We all, get, we to all watch. get to watch. It was driving me so crazy. And maybe it's my like anxious brain of like, you need to get to the airport because you don't know what could happen. You need to check in. Just get exactly. a tea at the gate. Like, uh-huh. just get there. That would be me. Brandon would be drinking the tea and I would be like, let's go. 
So yeah, they finally go to the airport or whatever. They get in the flight. I guess they make he has a habit of taking off his shoes everywhere. Uh, like, dude, this is a great. I hope that that the Instagram account passenger shaming gets a hold of that <laughs> because this is exactly what they post is people with their shoes off on a plane. Yeah. Just don't Come like on. for your own like sanitation, sanitation, whatever. Like, okay, a plane, everybody's tracking in all kinds of stuff in the bottom of their shoes. Yeah. Also, there yes. are toilets on the plane and we all know what those are like. The carpet is filled with pee-pee. Like, just leave your shoes on. <laughs> yes, it's a long gross. flight, but trust us, leave the shoes on. Yeah. I never sent in my video of the person uh, next to me who decided to clip her toenails oh. during my flight. Immediately, yeah, she uh, crossed her leg <sighs> so that her foot was right there, easy access, and just started clipping away. And one of the clippings landed oh. on my leg. I was wearing black pants. I could see it. And I was like, I tried to... I didn't fully understand what was going on in the beginning because I was like, surely someone wouldn't clip their nails on a flight. And then once I did, I tried so hard to make eye contact. Like she, we had the middle seat was empty between us. I tried so hard to make eye contact and so that I could be like, what the fuck are you doing? That's disgusting. But she never... She was so focused on those toenails. <laughs> That's insane. I guarantee you that woman is not wearing a mask on a plane right now. <laughs> the same oh, time. No way. So I, d- I did what any good person would do if they couldn't passive aggressively, uh, you know, look at somebody. I just filmed it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and she didn't even know what it With, is. I don't know. And I was like, you know what? If she does notice... I have every right to be filming yes, this absolutely. nonsense. This is disgusting and it needs to be documented. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Ugh, planes are so gross. <laughs> so at least he wasn't clipping his toenails or maybe he did. I don't know. He waited till the film crew went asleep. He has to clip his toenails sometimes when he takes his shoes off. I've seen people. Uh, there was an old man next to me once that clipped his toenails before a flight. I think he was getting ready. <laughs> maybe I just attract these people. <laughs> Ugh, gross. But yeah, so Sinjin is one of those. He takes off his shoes and the flight and whatever. And uh, they get there. And it, Sinjin's mom and sister are receiving them at the airport. And they're both talking to the camera. Just kind of like, you know, they got married really fast. And we don't get it. And we miss him so much. They were so happy to see him. Yeah. So yeah. happy. His sister was so sweet. That made me happy. The sister was so sweet. And... He explains how he was 14 when she was born. And so they like had a really tight bond. And I get that. I have a brother who's 11 years younger than me. And it's just, it's a different bond when you see them so little and you're like already so like conscious and whatever. You take care of them. I get that. I'm like super tight with my brother. So I understand their relationship. And they're just like, the mom even says, like, they got married really fast. I don't get it. So I'm going to find out if they love each other on this trip and, like, sabotage it if not or whatever. I just like how, you know, they're, they have just like a two shot of Sinjin and Tanya. And this is after he's seen his family at the airport. He's super happy. And he says out loud something he probably should have kept to himself. I almost wish I never left. And then the editors specifically punch in on a close up 
of Tanya's face. It is just such foreshadowing of what is going to happen. Yeah. He is going to be so happy here. She is going back to the States by herself. Definitely. Guarantee it. So I, think, I think he's been gone for about two years, I think they said. So you're back. You're going to eat all of the food you've missed, see your family, even things that used to annoy you before. Now you're like, oh, I missed us so much. You know, I think his his sense of duty to the marriage is going to at least bring him back to the U.S. But what's going to happen is him being back in the U.S. that second time and like kind of convincing himself, oh, like, you know, it'll be OK. I'll make it work. It's just going to be that much worse. And that will be the yeah. thing that will that will end it all. Because I've, I've just seen on this show so many times that there's some pattern of. Oh, now they're they're back with their family and they're they're back where they're from and they miss it and like so clearly they shouldn't have left and but they always go back. They always go back and it's because they just I mean they're married. They're married. It's just what yeah. it comes down to. Like so maybe he'll start putting pressure on her to move to South Africa. That could be the thing that happens at that point. I feel like the best that they could do is move somewhere new. Like he moved to where she's from, right? To Connecticut. They should mm. just move to California or, I don't know, somewhere he seems to like warmer places. I just feel like both of them compromising where they're from and moving somewhere new, that's mm. like the best that they can mm -hmm. do. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, he's so excited. And then we see them, I guess, the next day. And it's just Sing Jin hanging out with his mom and his sister. And they're chatting about his relationship. And he's just point blank telling them, like, we have so many problems and so many challenges. And I think at one point he says, I sometimes think that I don't want to be wasting our times and maybe we should just break up. Hmm. Like that's a lot to dump on your mom and sister about your marriage. I don't know. Like, has he talked about this with Tanya? Like, that's just rough. Well, I mean, Tanya kind of, I think she threw the first punch when when she said she's not the soulmate, the soulmate. <laughs> yeah so so true it's i think if anything else that happens at this point is just simply a response to that yeah do you think that his mom and sister have seen uh the show oh yeah that's a good point i wonder that Ooh. they must have yeah. right probably yeah, certainly so then they know about the the soulmate Ugh. I mean, the show's international, right? Because we seem to be doing well in Ireland. We haven't broken the charts in the United States for podcasts. Well, that's that's but because we have in Ireland. That's just because of Seamus. Top of and the Shannon, morning to we'll, all we'll, of we'll our get. fans in Ireland. Yes. Was there somewhere else too, or was it just Ireland? I can't remember. I think well, it wasn't might. Wasn't there Korea? Germany. You keep saying North Korea. <laughs> I don't think it was North Korea. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. <laughs> I think there's one person that listens to podcasts in North Korea and probably not listening probably. to this one. Let's see. 90 Day Soiree, uh, Germany. That's what it was. Germany and Ireland. Cool. But yeah, that's pretty much it for Tawny and Sinjin. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if he comes back. We just have one couple left. Hmm. And Brandon, you need to make a correction because you used to call them America's sweethearts. But now there's been some development and it's like... Yeah, some weird stuff yeah. happening to the actors that play Paul and Carini on 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> um, I just, I mean, I don't know what's going on. I know it's not good. Um, there were reports that I think Carini put out a statement that she separated herself from Paul. 
he, when they were having some difficulty, started live streaming a fight. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it's not yeah. good. I, I don't, I don't really, we don't really know much about it. I, I think we should acknowledge it. I don't know how much we can really get into it on yeah, the show. Yeah, I don't really have the details. I just, I just don't think. They have the title of America's Sweethearts. Okay, anymore. I was wrong. I was wrong. They're not America's <laughs> Sweethearts. That's it. <laughs> I think all we needed to know was that Karini put out this statement saying she was safe. She and the baby yes. were right, safe. Right, right. So that's all that matters. That's good to know because I know a lot of people were very worried about her and the baby for a little while. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about the characters, Paul and Karini. Not the actors, yeah. Paul yeah. and Carini. I love how Paul acknowledges that he had like a ferret phase. Yes, I know. <laughs> because of course he did. Yeah. Like, Explains oh, that was lot. like, that was, that was, what What were the exact words that he said? He says something along the lines of like, oh, that's like back when we had ferrets or like that was. I think he says back in the ferret, ferret time. time or something like that. Okay. Yeah, that was right. funny. Of course. Yeah. He so ferrets. he's meeting with his mom at a pet store. So random. I guess he has dogs, so they're just buying stuff for well, the dogs. Well, he's doing that because... Wasn't it because he basically needed her to buy the dog food? Oh, <laughs> I didn't think about that. I think that's what happened. Because even she's like, why did you want to meet me here? And then he's kind of like, what kind of dog food do you think I should get? And she's like, oh, uh, I get it. Oh. So the, the whole like, you know, convicted of a felony, hard to get a job thing, that is really, that's like a societal problem that we have because, because felonies, okay, a felony, here's my understanding. Again, I mentioned earlier in this episode, like I hate it when people who don't know anything about the law try to, so my understanding is that a felony is just a certain level of crime and it doesn't have to necessarily be violent or destructive. It could just be that there oh. is a dollar value associated with whatever happened and I think it's a pretty low dollar value. I think it's like $5,000, which means that if you, you know, if you do something that maybe is like, you know, kind of a white collar crime or whatever, and it results in $5,001 worth of alleged damage, that's suddenly a felony. And that means that that's permanent. You get your voting rights taken away. You get, you know, all this stuff happens. And you now, and on all these job applications that say, have you ever been convicted of a felony? You have to say yes. And of course, when you think convicted felon you're thinking arsonist. violent criminal of course this violent criminal arsonist right should not be responsible for you know child care <laughs> okay don't hire a violent offender to take care of babies like okay got it right but if it's like i don't know you like you 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 do some like stupid version of identity theft you know as like a 19 year old meaning you take somebody's credit card and yeah. you make five thousand dollars worth of purchases on it right that's that's a felony, as far as I can tell. That's not a cool thing to do. That's a that's a crime. No. That's a wrong thing to do. But should that haunt you? Because you're probably like that was a symptom of of poverty. It perpetuates further crime. Exactly. So this guy needs to get a break. He needs to get a job so he can at least get out of the cycle. And that's what was so strange about him being in Brazil saying, well, we need to go back to the States because I'll really get a job there, knowing how difficult it is for criminals to get jobs anywhere. Because like most places, I think Austin just passed a law last year to where you can only ask about someone's criminal history if you're offering them a job. You can't ask on it in an application, but most places aren't like that. It makes it so mm. difficult, which is why people resort back to crime. Like at some point, Paul's going to realize, well, 
I'm sure someone will pay me to burn something down. And I know I'm good at that, you know, and that's it shouldn't be like that. Yep. So I, I do feel for him. Although he didn't get away with it, so he's not very good at it. It's true. Like to make money, he should pitch the show idea of him just traveling to places and just pushing things and carrying things around <laughs> and running away. I I'll watch that. He should just have like at eighty days around the world, but yeah. with eight crates of survival gear. Yeah. Starring yes, Paul. But like like body condoms for mosquitoes and all of that. He should just do that. Oh man. And then like doesn't he be like, Hey mom, should I join a gym? <laughs> Oh, because yeah, he's like, hey, like, do you think I'm fat? Karini says I need to work out. And the mom is like, Paul, that doesn't matter. Like, focus, that's not important. I think Karini's oh saying that God. to you because she hates you so much that she has now resorted to just yes. making fun of your appearance. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what what a pair. What a pair. Gems. They are. Well, we've done it, folks. We've talked about yet another episode of, of 90 Day the Other Way, or Happily Ever After. Happily <laughs> it's all ever the same. Another episode of the 90 Day <laughs> franchise. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us once again. We will talk with you again soon. Until later, 90 Day Soiree. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. I feel like you need a top hat. Take off when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>